Welcome back to Chasing Dramas, the podcast that discusses Chinese history and culture through Chinese TV dramas. This is Kathy, and this is Karen. Today we are discussing episode twenty-nine of Hou Gong Jin Huan Zhuan, Empresses in the Palace. If you are new to the drama and this podcast, welcome. We recommend starting out with the intro to the drama and intro to the podcast episodes to get your bearings on what this podcast is about. Basically, we watch historical Chinese dramas and discuss the context and stories behind the drama. This particular drama is set during the reign of Emperor Yongzheng of the Qing Dynasty, and it starts in seventeen in the seventeen twenties. We are at episode twenty nine now, and this drama is on YouTube for those of you who are interested in watching along. Episode twenty nine is rather intense and very plot heavy, but nothing really significant of note from a cultural perspective. Something different from the last episode because in the last episode we had a lot of history to discuss. I personally uh, enjoy those types of episodes a lot because we can do a lot of research. This one. I will be honest; is not my one of my particularly favorite episodes, partly because our main character suffers a bit.、Um, but、uh, there we have it. So let's dive right into it. We left off the last episode with An Lingrong, one of the concubines who is now on the Empress's team, exposing Qi Fei's idiotic plot to poison Zhen Huan, the main character, and cause her to have a miscarriage. Tifei is a high-ranking consort in the imperial harem, and she has a son, the third prince. We are turning to Tifei, who is anxiously waiting around for news of this tragedy. But instead, she is summoned by the empress Huang Ko. Let's pick up from there. Tifei greets the empress Huang Ko, who promptly shows Tifei the incriminating plate of water chestnut pastries. If you recall, Tifei sent a plate of these pastries to Jin Huan in the last episode in order to poison her. Tifei's like, "Oh crap!" but she still acts dumb. Yes, I did send these, but these were out of goodwill. The Empress Huang Ho raises her eyebrows. Goodwill, really? I asked the Imperial doctors. There is a large amount of nerium oleander powder in here. Nerium oleander powder is poisonous. Tifei immediately tries to rebuke this claim, but the empress swipes the plate onto the floor. She quote unquote is livid. The empress here puts on such a good show. She says, "How dare you! You're the only one who requested for Jin Huan's pregnancy prescription. Nerium oleander added with cinnamon is a deadly combination for a miscarriage." You're plotting murder. You knew exactly what you were doing. The empress is like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you just did this. How could you?" Tifei has finally grasped the gravity of the situation. She begins to beg for forgiveness. This was all for my son, the third prince. If he isn't declared the crown prince, there's no future left for him. The empress Huang Ho here bluntly points out. Even if you were successful, the emperor will only think of you as a murderous woman. How is it any better for your son? He still won't be made the crown prince. In the last episode, we discussed at length about Tifei's stupidity. 
Maybe she's realizing some of that for herself now. But let me clarify why Tifei is what we consider a low-level opponent here. She provided a plate of pastries with poison in them. For one, the poison is easy to deduce, as in the last episode, An Lingrong was able to smell it no problem. Two, she doesn't hide the fact that she sent those pastries. Anybody with a brain can put two and two together that if something happened to Jin Kwan, it was because of those pastries. And who sent those pastries? Fei. So it's very obvious to connect the dots. That's why she's stupid or a low-level opponent. Compare that to the empress who is manipulating this woman into this action, but is never the first person to actually do this act. She only inceptioned this idea into Tifei's mind, as we discussed in the last episode. Can you see the comparison between one who is a very low-level opponent and one who is a much higher-level opponent? An Lingrong is also very sneaky and manipulative in that way because An Lingrong was the one who actually told Tifei about this poisonous plant to put in a pastry. The empress says that I'll help you cover this up as much as possible. But what does the empress do? She banishes Tifei from visiting the third prince. The third prince is no longer allowed to visit his mother either. Instead, the empress will take care of the third prince from now on. If Tifei wants to see the third prince, she will have to come to Jinyingong instead, the empress's palace. This is a devastating blow to Tifei, but there's nothing else she can do, as this is quite an appropriate punishment. I mentioned in the last episode that the empress always had a grander plan. Otherwise, why didn't Alinron just let Jinhuan eat the poisonous pastries? Basically, if Alinron wasn't there, Jinhuan would have eaten them and then probably had the miscarriage. Well, we find out now what the Empress was really planning all along. I will also say, in the first viewing of this drama, none of this was obvious. The Empress is still charming. She, I thought she really wanted to help out Tifei to like save her from her idiocy. But nope, she had a grander plan. And what a plan this is. So what does the Empress actually want? She wants the third prince. She does not have any children of her own, and she knows Jin Huan's child will be favored as soon as he or she is born, especially if the child is a boy. The Empress needs to make her own plans. The best way to do so is to have a child. Well, she, she can't get pregnant. She's a little bit older in age. She needs to take someone else's child. The third prince is the only adult prince. He has a adult of a mother. He's also not too bright, but nonetheless, he is the eldest. He comes from a good family. But most importantly, he is easily moldable. He can be easily manipulated. Once the empress gets guardianship of the third prince, her position within the imperial harem will be strengthened. Tifei is a non-entity. The empress doesn't need to worry about her. I mean, like, look, this was pretty easy to just do. All the empress needed was a valid excuse for her to rightfully gain guardianship of the third prince. A failed poison attempt is the perfect excuse. This was her plan all along. She needed Tifei to send the poisonous water chestnuts or something poisonous so that she could get caught red-handed. 
Notice how in this exchange with Qi Fei, the Empress does not mention An Lingrong once. Qi Fei is left to believe that Jin Huan figured this all out herself. Qi Fei most likely would have blabbed that it was An Lingrong who gave her the idea. Qi Fei doesn't know yet that An Lingrong is on the Empress's team, and the Empress has no reason to play all of her cards just yet. Well, this whole thing, last, last episode we were all talking about Tifei and how she was walking into a trap. Well, the Empress here just snatched away guardianship of the third prince and basically took care of Tifei. Exactly according to plan, Jin Huan is mollified by the punishment. It is pretty severe, so she just sort of lets this incident slide. The Empress summons Jin Huan to discuss the incident. And the Empress actually praises An Lingrong for her quick thinking. She subtly hints to Jin Huan to have An Lingrong around more. And we know what that means. It might not be all so good. Moving on from this event, there has been a severe drought in several areas in the empire. And so the emperor and empress will head to Tian Tan or the Temple of Heaven to pray to the gods and ancestors for rain and prosperity. Uh-oh, this means that the most powerful person left in the imperial harem is none other than Hua Guifei. Both the Empress and the Emperor tell Jin Huan to avoid Hua Guifei as much as possible. Essentially, she's told to keep her head down and try to protect herself. Jin Huan, uh, as a reminder, is also still recovering from a cat scratch. In episode 24, I believe, she uh, got scratched while trying to quote-unquote save the other woman, Fu Chagrin, from her previous miscarriage. The scar on her neck from this cat scratch is healing nicely thanks to a special cream that her friend An Lingrong has sent her. While the rest of the episode is an absolute disaster for everyone, no sooner do the emperor and empress leave does Hua Guifei start bullying people in the imperial harem, starting off with Jing Fei. Definitely not a good sign. It's the summer and it's hot out. It's dangerous to be outside for too long. Hua Guifei has grand plans for her quote-unquote reign. It's time to take care of some people that she doesn't like. Jin Huan isn't feeling all too well, so she has some of her servants go and summon an imperial doctor. Unfortunately, right at this time, Hua Guifei's head eunuch, Zhou Ninghai, comes with orders for Jin Huan to go and greet Hua Guifei. At first, Jin Huan doesn't want to go, but she finally relents after some thinly veiled threats from the eunuch. This is going to be an all-around terrible day for many people. On the way to Hua Guifei's palace, they walk past the 17th prince, Guo Jinwang. He entered the palace to check in on the empress dowager. He sees her, but Jin Huan isn't feeling well, so she doesn't even notice him. At Hua Guifei's palace, everyone is settled in. There is a quick conversation about the special fragrance from her palace, Huan Yixiang. We've discussed this before. It's very special, and it was gifted by the emperor himself. 
There's also an extremely rare ingredient, ambergris, which is one of the main ingredients in this fragrance. Ambergris is made from sperm whale bile. I didn't know sperm whales historically contributed to the perfume industry, but here we are. It's still actually, I think it's banned in most countries now, but it definitely contributed to a lot of the whale catching um, and whale slaughter back in the 17, 18, and 1900s. Huaguifei finally gets to her main topic of the day. It's time to clean up the imperial harem. People need to learn their lesson. She directs everything, first and foremost, at Jinhuan. She says, Jinhuan, you're late to today's greeting. You show no respect for your superiors, and as such, you are punished to kneel outside. Can I say that Huafei, Huaguifei has been late to so many greetings, and she's never, ever received such a punishment. She is such a hypocrite. This is a pretty terrible punishment. Jingfei, Anlingrong, and Shemeizhuang all tried to appeal this decision, but to no avail. Outside, Hua Guifei orders her eunuch to force Jin Huan to kneel. Hua Guifei haughtily just says, You're already out of your first trimester. You can handle kneeling for two hours. With that, she throws a copy of Nu Jie, or the admonitions for women, at Jin Huan, and coldly says, read, everyone needs to hear you. This is quite terrible. She's out kneeling in the hot sun as a pregnant woman. You should not ever be doing this. But Hua Guifei just wants to show off how much power she has and is forcing Jin Huan to do this. I don't know under what circumstance she thinks this is okay. In a mark of true friendship, however, Shen Meizhuang also kneels to try to appeal Hua Guifei on behalf of Jin Huan. However, this only angers Hua Guifei even more. She says, okay, you're like sisters, fine. You can also kneel outside. Bring the book next to your dear sister as she reads. Shen Meizhuang, such a good friend and truly a good sister says, okay, I will join you. To add more insult to injury, Hua Guifei orders that all of the concubines have to sit outside to watch these two ladies. She says, this is your result when you do not respect orders. Hua Guifei has ice brought out for herself and she is lounging luxuriously inside, but all of the other concubines have to sit outside in the heat. Jing Fei, another concubine who is very kind, cannot handle it anymore either. She again tries to appeal to Hua Guifei, but Hua Guifei says, it's only been an hour. Jin Huan won't die. Side note, it's clearly not in the middle of the day anymore. Just look at their shadows. I guess that's from a filling perspective. <laughs> we can't always say that it's high noon. Huan Bi, who is Jin Huan's half-sister slash servant, rushes to find the only person who could possibly salvage the situation, the Empress Dowager. However, Huan Bi is barred from entering the Empress Dowager's palace. She's about to be turned away, but she catches a glimpse of the 17th prince's servant. Back at Hua Guifei's palace, Jin Huan is weakening pretty quickly. Hua Guifei sees this and orders Chen Meizhuang to be whipped as well. How crazy is this lady? An Lingrong also finally can't take it anymore and tries to appeal. She begs, she'll only get, she'll get a heat stroke. 
Hua Guifei actually responds, I dare her. Bring some mint and mugwort. Let's see if she'll faint now. I can't punish you, but don't worry. Your sisters An Lingrong and Shen Meizhuang will definitely receive their fair share. Hua Guifei continues on and on, saying that Jin Huan, in her discomfort, is just faking it in order to earn everyone's sympathy. I can see right through her charade. That's just honestly so terrible. Hua Guifei is just gone way over the top on this one. Mm -hmm. So mint and mugwort are, I mean, they have some medicinal properties that technically should help out with uh, a heat stroke or if you're very hot. But look at what they kind of do. They just plop a burning pile of this like right in front of Jin Huan. Who can handle this? Well, Jin Huan definitely cannot. She faints in Shen Meizhuang's arm. Right now, in swoops a knight in shining armor. The 17th prince, Guo Junhuang, barges in to see the ladies trying to revive the unconscious Jin Huan. He immediately picks her up to rush her back to her own palace. This is a capital offense, but he doesn't care. Hua Guifei's servant screams in surprise. Why is there so much blood on the ground? Hua Guifei finally realizes the severity of the situation. How can there be blood? This cannot happen. It does not look good for Jin Huan. There's blood everywhere. The 17th prince rushes to send word over to the emperor and the empress who are at the temple of heaven. For Hua Weifei, this is also terrible news. She was left in charge and everyone knows what happened. She punished Jin Huan to be out there kneeling for an hour in the heat. Everyone's going to trace this back to her. So, you know, she's also a low-level opponent at this point. Yeah. The other reason why this is a capital offense is because men, uh, we mentioned before, no person, no man should be in the imperial harem except for the emperor. So for the 17th prince to have come into the palace of a concubine is a big no-no. That's why it's not, uh, it's not allowed. It's, It's absolutely forbidden to do so. The episode ends with the emperor's main eunuch, Su Peisheng, rushing into the Temple of Heaven to tell the emperor the news. That was an intense episode. Hua Guifei really outdid herself this time. Uh, This was not an easy episode to watch either. It's, you know, one thing piles on. In this episode, it's pretty easy to hate Hua Guifei. Um... The first time I saw this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, how can you be doing this? Her arrogance will be her downfall, and this is a pretty severe offense. Okay, just two things to discuss really briefly today for analysis. That was the summary for episode 29. We will have to wait for the next episode to see uh, what happens with Jin Huan and her child. The first thing we'll discuss very briefly is the Temple of Heaven, or Tiantan. It is situated right in the main city of Beijing, to the southeast part, at least, of the city. It was constructed during the Ming Dynasty between 1406 to 1420 under Emperor Yongle. The temple mainly served a religious purpose, with the emperor performing rituals twice a year to pray for good harvest for the coming year. The last scene of this episode, episode 29 of Hogong Jin Huan Zhuan, the empress and emperor are technically praying within the temple of heaven, but it's quite obvious that it's not the real temple, of course, for filming purposes. Karen, you went relatively recently. Any thoughts? 
It is one of the places to visit in Beijing. Uh, if you're thinking about historical locations, it's the Imperial Palace um, and also Tiantan, the Temple of Heaven. It's quite nice, very uh, stately, I would say. How it, big is the park? It's a pretty big park. Right? Yeah, it has a very. It's a very nice and lovely park uh, to go check out anytime. Honestly, there's a lot of uh, cool things to to see. Definitely recommend it. It is one of the staples of places to visit in Beijing when you go as a tourist. The next thing to talk about is actually time. In Chinese culture, there are technically only twelve units of time per day. One shi chen is two hours. There were records of horology, or this twelve shi chen system, since the Zhou Dynasty in 1000 BC. That's just something that I've had to wrap my head around when people say, "Oh, one shi chen." You have to actually think that it's two hours, not one hour. There's actually a pretty cool drama that came out in 2019 called "The Longest Day in Chang'an" that really goes into time, and it's the direct translation is "Chang'an Shuar Shi Chen" or the Twelve Shi Chen of Chang'an. But in real terms, it's 24 hours of Chang'an. We might actually discuss that drama、uh, for this podcast in the future. So when Hua Guifei punished Jin Huan to kneel outside, Hua Guifei said. To kneel for one shi chen, but that order is to actually be for two hours. That's tough for anyone to do, especially in the summer heat. I can't imagine what Hua Guifei was thinking, telling a pregnant woman to do that, even if it was for one hour. Let's kind of discuss everything that she had to deal with during this whole kneeling outside situation. The first one is obvious. She had to go out and kneel for an hour. She only lasted an hour. She couldn't last the two hours. Number two. Jin Huan also got whipped a little bit. Hua Guifei told her eunuchs to go and whip Shi Meizhuang because she said, "Well, we can't whip the one who's pregnant, so we're whipping Shi Meizhuang." But unfortunately, as you saw in the scene, Jin Huan also received some of that. Number three, she was kneeling out in the heat. So I guess in the summer, if you're kneeling out at noon, that's also a big punishment. You're sweating a lot. Again, this is her as a pregnant woman. Number four. She, they had to. They brought out the mint and the mugwort, so she was also kind of being smoked along. So that's the fourth thing. Number five, she was breathing in some of the Huan Yi Xiang, that、uh, is pretty potent, and they'll talk about it in the next episode. So all five of these things plus a hidden six, which is her cream that she was using, her gift from Alingrong, means like yeah, okay, she's definitely losing that child. <laughs> Spoiler alert! She's she's going to lose that child. Yeah. Again, this was not my favorite episode of this drama. Too much going on, and you just feel so bad for Jin Huan, and you also think that Hua Guifei is such a total butt face. Any final thoughts, Kathy, for this episode? Um. No, I I just think again throughout this entire episode, though, the best actress, the best actress. In the sense of the drama, is definitely the Empress. Here she says、uh, earlier before she leaves, she's like, "Oh, you should you should continue to use the cream from Alingrong. It's not a, a a very healthy cream. We don't know if the Empress knows, but probably she knows." And she just like very caringly just says, "Yeah, please use it." 
And then when they're at the Temple of Heaven, the Empress acts also serene and also like motherly. Be like, I'm doing this for the prosperity of the empire. She's like, you know, I will do anything for this empire. Not knowing she's doing all this against the emperor's wishes. Oh my God, she is such a mastermind. Okay, hope you all enjoyed this episode. Lots of rambling, I feel like, from our end. Uh, A little bit different in structure from other episodes. If you have any comments or questions or feedback, always reach out to us, chasingdramaspodcast at gmail.com. Hope you all stay safe and healthy given the events going on in the world. And we will see you in the next episode.